Verisun by A.P. Tabor, narrated by Ella Perez. My boots clicked against the cobblestone streets as a sense of urgency tightened my chest. It was another tranquil evening in Verisun, skies flushed with dusk's vibrant colours, but I couldn't shake the feeling that something monumental was about to crack open this world I loved so much. Zoe stood ahead, enchanting a crowd with her storytelling. A hologram of an ancient monument spiralled from her wristband, captivating her audience. And that's how the Meridian Tower came to be, she wrapped up, beaming as people dispersed. A message from Theo blinked in my retina display. Running late, solar grid experiment, meet you guys in ten. Always lost in his own world, yet who else could make science so vital to ours? Zoe's eyes met mine as I approached, her smile morphing into a silent embrace. Theo's concocting another breakthrough, I grinned back. Absolutely, it wouldn't be very sun without him defying the odds. The air buzzed with the familiar sound of a hoverbike, and Theo descended like a force of nature. You won't believe the numbers we're hitting on the new solar grids, he announced, eyes lit with wonder. Zoe's got the cultural spells, Theo's got the tech, and I'm just caught in the middle. That's what makes Verisun so perfect. Yet, my heart sank a little as I looked at my friends. I sensed it, the impending rift. Our utopia was on the brink of revealing something dark and shattering, and I knew none of us would ever be the same. I walked into the dining hall a few days later, my boots clicking softly on the polished floor. The place buzzed with excitement, and friends chattered while the food printers hummed. Three more days, Alara, are you excited? Zoe asked, her eyes glinting as she took a bite of her meal. Yeah, can't wait, I said, my voice flat. I stirred my food, my stomach churning with unease. Theo looked up from the display on his wrist, showing nutrient stats and other information about our meals. You should be thrilled, Ilara. We're about to become part of the inner circle of Verisun. Across the hall, I spotted Lana huddled over her computer. We made eye contact, and she gave a nod so subtle it was almost imperceptible. Last week, she'd let slip that she was working on a special research project she couldn't discuss. I wondered, not for the first time, what it entailed. The day of the ritual arrived, and every resident over seventeen gathered in front of the central console. Chancellor Parker appeared on the screen. Today you become the keepers of Verison's most sacred secret. The monitor displayed a live feed of Sam, a frail child confined to a small, dingy room. This is the price of our harmony, Ava announced. One suffers so thousands can live in happiness. Silence. And then people started whispering, getting louder and louder, until they were all making excuses at once. Is the greater good, someone said. One for many. It's simple math. I glanced at Zoe, who met my eyes evenly. It's been like this for generations, Ilara. You can't just unravel tradition because it makes you uncomfortable. Theo fidgeted with his wrist display. I don't like it any more than you do, but if this is the cost of progress, it's a cost we've accepted. As I left the hall, my eyes met Lana's. She wasn't crying, but her face was ashen, her eyes searching as they met mine. I felt something catch in my throat. I needed air, my lungs feeling as though they'd been vacuum-sealed. The walls of very sun felt like they were inching closer, as if the very air were thickening around me. 
Was this home worth the price we paid? And if it wasn't, what was I prepared to do about it? The walk to the community square felt like a lifetime. My boots met gravel with each step, the sound echoing like a metronome that could no longer keep my racing thoughts in rhythm. The neon lights were already blazing in the square, painting the faces of Verisun's citizens with an array of colours that seemed to mock my inner turmoil. Chancellor Parker stood on the platform, microphone in hand. Tonight is a night of celebration, of acknowledging the unmatched prosperity and joy that Verisun offers. I felt Zoe's hand find mine in the crowd. Isn't it wonderful, she breathed. I tried to respond, but the words tangled into a knot of conflicting emotions, sticking to the back of my throat. Across the crowd, my eyes locked on Lana, who was holding a small device, staring at it with intense concentration. I hesitated, hovering on the edge of a chasm that seemed both terrifying and liberating. It was Lana's subtle nod that finally pushed me over. She pressed something on her device, and the square's massive screen flickered to life, revealing an image of the room where Sam was imprisoned. I can't, I stammered, my voice rising. I can't do this anymore. Zoe's grip on my hand tightened, her fingers turning white. Do what, Ilara? All of this, it's built on a lie, I said, the words tumbling out faster than I could control them. The crowd's murmurs became a cacophony of disbelief and outrage. Theo, standing beside Zoe, looked like he had been slapped. Ilara, you need to think about what you're doing. A deep breath steadied me. I've done nothing but think, Theo. It's all I've been able to do. Lana stepped forward. Ilara's right. I may have found an alternative. I've been researching, but I've been too scared to share it. The crowd turned their attention back to me, their faces a mosaic of scepticism, hope and condemnation. So what now? Theo asked, his voice laced with a desperate kind of sadness. You rip apart our society, our happiness. If our happiness is built on cruelty, then what's it worth? I countered. Zoe finally released my hand, her eyes wet with unshed tears. And what about us, Ilara? Do you rip us apart too? I don't want to, I said softly, the words a fragile plea but I can't be part of this anymore. And I can't be with people who can. Theo looked defeated, his gaze dropping to the ground. I can't follow you, Ilara. Zoe looked like she was on the verge of saying something, but instead, her mouth pressed into a tight line. Neither can I. I nodded, my eyes stinging with tears I refused to shed. Then this is goodbye. Turning away from them, Away from Very Sun and its poisoned utopia, I took my first steps toward an uncertain future. Behind me, the crowd erupted in chaos, shouts of anger and betrayal mixing with others of understanding and sorrow. Lana hurried to join me, her eyes filled with a quiet kind of resolve. As we left the square, the massive screen flickered again, this time showing the words, Project Liberation Initiated. I couldn't know what would happen next, what very soon would become, or even what awaited me in the great unknown. But for the first time, my path felt aligned with my values. And that, at least, was a place to start. With every step, the noise of the square faded into a distant vibration, making each step feel like a mile. 
my heart beat loud and quick, a frantic rhythm filling my decision's empty spaces. It was as if my body hadn't caught up to what my mind and soul had already accepted. Or maybe it was the other way around. I wasn't sure. Are you okay? Lana's question floated through the air, gentle as a feather, yet heavy with unspoken understanding. I don't know, I admitted, pausing to breathe finally. And it hurt. Like a wound freshly opened, the air stung against my exposed vulnerabilities. But maybe okay is a luxury we can't afford anymore, especially after what we all learned about Sam. I reached into my pocket, fingers brushing against a small, well-worn object. I pulled it out, a friendship charm Zoe, Theo and I had crafted when we were just kids. My initials were crudely etched on one side, theirs on the other. I vividly remembered that day, the afternoon sun warming our faces, the shared laughter, the naive belief that our friendship could withstand anything. For a moment, I lost myself in the memory, in the echo of our laughter and the simpler times it represented. What's that? Lana asked softly. A piece of a past life, I responded, gripping the charm tightly. A flush of warmth spread from my palm to the rest of my body, a fleeting moment of comfort. A life that feels like it belonged to someone else. Lana nodded, giving me the space to mourn what I was leaving behind. And for a split second, regret gnawed at the edges of my conviction. Could I really do this? Could I really say goodbye to them? To all of it? You're about to cross a threshold, Lana said, pulling me from my thoughts. Once you do, there's no going back. In front of me were the loners, people who realised the ugly truth of very sun and chose to walk away, to leave one flawed society only to create another. Hey, you're new, right? A woman with dark eyes and freckles approached me. Her name was Sarah, she quickly told me. Look, I know you probably have a lot on your mind, but we're voting on how to set up our new home. You in? I looked at her and felt a connection however tenuous to this unfolding, uncertain world. Sure, what are the options? Sarah pointed toward a group that was huddled around a tablet displaying design schematics. Harrison and Angela think we should use local materials to build something permanent. Over there, she gestured to another cluster of people. Janet and Cavish are promoting a more mobile lifestyle. They say we should keep moving, avoid drawing attention to ourselves. I appreciated her willingness to let me in to grant me agency in a place where I was a stranger. It was such a contrast to Verisun, where so much had been decided for me. Sarah studied me for a moment. You're the one who blew the lid off Verisun, aren't you? Exposed the secret? I nodded, suddenly self-conscious. I couldn't live with it anymore. Her face was solemn. You know, not everyone here agrees with what you did. But they all agree it's better to live with uncomfortable truths than lies. The words hit me hard. They were exactly what I'd been thinking for weeks. It's time to vote, Sarah announced to everyone. As the group debated, the friction among us was palpable. Voices rose and clashed like they had in Verison, but it was different this time. This was the sound of freedom, of individuals grappling with the difficult decisions that come with autonomy. In the end, we opted for a compromise. A semi-permanent settlement that we could abandon if necessary. It was an imperfect solution, but it was ours. 
I lay under the open sky that night, pondering the twisted path that had led me here. My eyes fell on Lana, who was sketching something on a notepad, her expression focused and serene. Nearby, Sarah was in deep conversation with Harrison and Angela, their laughter punctuating the crisp night air. These were my people now, flawed and uncertain, but striving for something genuine. As I closed my eyes, the past day's events replayed in my mind. The harsh reality of Verison, the pain of leaving Zoe and Theo behind, the fear and exhilaration of stepping into the unknown. Each thought was a sharp, cutting edge, carving out the shape of the person I was becoming. Can't sleep, Lana's voice startled me. Too much to think about, I answered. She sat beside me, following my gaze to the star-studded sky. It's a whole universe out there, full of possibilities and pitfalls. It's terrifying, but also invigorating. In very soon, the sky felt like a dome, limiting us, I said. Now it feels like an open road. Lana smiled. An open road with no maps, no guarantees, and likely a lot of bumps. But at least it's real, I said, and we're travelling it together. At that moment, I understood that our flawed future was a canvas waiting for us to fill it with human endeavours' messy, beautiful strokes. We were free to make mistakes, struggle, learn, and seek out truths, however uncomfortable. As I drifted into sleep, I realised I felt like I was exactly where I was supposed to be for the first time. And that sensation, raw, uncertain, yet utterly genuine, was the first step on a journey I could finally call my own. In this episode of The Galactic Storyteller, you heard Verison by A.P. Tabor, narrated by Ella Perez, with music by Savk. The Galactic Storyteller is a bi-weekly science fiction podcast produced by Inkbound Press in Henderson, Nevada. Thanks for listening to The Galactic Storyteller. I hope you enjoy our stories, and please subscribe.